anybody that's driving goes into the alpha state which in within five or ten minutes of driving people are it's such a habit uh, that it is basically called cruise control right or highway hypnosis um, it's it's an automatic habit to know what to do while you're driving even though your mind all of a sudden you're on vacation or or, or you're thinking about you know your your upcoming work meeting or uh, dealing with a, a personal issue at home or whatever um, you once you're in that state uh, and even if you go into the theta state and the, uh, you're you're open to suggestions but if those suggestions go against uh, something that that maybe you're morally against or, or personally against or whatever you will not follow along with that suggestion Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. So what are you visualizing for your life? In other words, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about all the things you don't have? Are you thinking about the things you'd like to have? And how do you frame that out? Well, today's show is with a gentleman, Jimmy G is what his stage name is, but he's actually a hypnotherapist. And we get into this idea of, you know, how the, the conscious mind, some conscious mind, what we're thinking about, how what we're thinking about comes about. I mean, we've all known about this, where you bought a new car and all of a sudden you notice that car all around you. So it'd be, it's an interesting discussion. We just finished the interview about how our mind really does influence. And you have a lot of responsibility to what you say and what you don't say to yourself. So we cover that in the interview. The other thing that we talk about, which is really the work that we do here at CRG, and that is about being absolutely clear about who you are. And not only is that true for you, but all the people around you. So if we're thinking about uh, transformation, which is one of our key words, then do you know what your core values are? Do you know what your personality is about? Now, one of the things I haven't mentioned recently is that we conduct a three-day certification for professional developers, leaders, or business owners, individuals who want to take themselves to the next level, who want to transform. And we spend uh, over 30 hours and three days in session doing this transformation in multiple areas so that you can go to the next level. So my encouragement is if you're in professional development and you want to learn more about yourself, but you also want to use tools to serve and transform others, then think about our professional mastery and assessment certification workshop. Now, with that note, I always thank you for being a listener. If you like what we're doing, please pass it on, share, subscribe, leave a positive comment on whatever platform you're listening to. So here's our show for today with Jimmy G. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, I can't say that I've had a hypnotist on my show before, but hey, why not have one and one maybe if you're driving um you have to turn the show off because we'll hypnotize you and you'll drive into somebody no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we have jimmy graham he likes to go by jimmy g on the show so jimmy thanks for joining us today hey fantastic thanks for having me on ken well it's uh, great to have you and so you know as we uh, want to serve our uh, secrets of success listeners with your insights ideas about really mindset and how people can improve their life, which is just perfect for uh, our show. But before we dive into that, Jimmy, um, what's some of your background and heritage uh, growing up? Sure. 
Um, well, and anytime I've ever done a presentation or an interview or anything, I always like to uh, preface everything that I, I share with any audience is that um, I speak from my own experience. I know there's a lot of people in the personal development field that have had their own experiences and everybody studied, you know, the books that are out there and, and that sort of thing. Um, I like to share my own experiences and, and, and just be able to put forth uh, what my experiences have shown to me and then share those experiences with other people. Um, how I got into uh, personal development, for lack of a better term, was started as I entered high school. Now, I entered high school at the age of 12 years old, starting in grade nine. Back in the day, uh, students in Canada at least, I mean, you started school uh, depending on how old you were when that school year started. So obviously school year started in September. Um, I started kindergarten when I was only four years old. I turned five because my uh, birthday was in December. Um, so I basically hey, hey, started... I'm a fellow December guy. Like we're hanging out together, Jimmy. We're, we're oh, really? A fellow Sagittarius. There we go. Yeah, there we I love go. it. Exactly. I love it. Well, so, so that basically gave me kind of a little bit of an early head start into uh, starting school. Um, and then when I entered grade three, uh, there were so many students in grade three that they bumped 12 of us into a grade four classroom. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, because of that, about two weeks into uh, that year, uh, the grade four teacher basically said, listen, all these grade three kids are learning all the grade four material anyway. So why don't we just make them all grade four since they understand the material anyway? So I got to skip a grade. So as a result, I started grade nine when I was only 12 years old. Wow. Um, so going into that, the universe basically set me up this way. I was the youngest kid in high school. I was also the shortest kid in high school. And strike three was my dad was a teacher in the high school. <laughs> so that made me a big oh, uh, kind of target for all the bullies in, in high school. And as Talk a result, avoid, I thought avoidance disorder. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or opportunity, because here's what happened. Um, my first thought was, well, in order to avoid the bullies, where do bullies not go? And my first thought was, well, they definitely don't hang out in the library. So that's where I went. And uh, from that little decision, I started coming across books like Think and Grow Rich and The Power of the Subconscious Mind, Science of Success, all these great books that at the time, basically that was my, my Harry Potter moment, discovering all these books. And when I started reading them, I was like, wow, this, is, this sounds like magic. And I just started doing the things that were you know, explained in the books. Now, I didn't understand how these things worked. I just put them into practice and magical things started showing up. Um, now, I'm sorry I have to interrupt you because, Jimmy, uh, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill was one of the books that really got me into this industry as well. Mm -hmm. uh, attending a workshop by um, a gentleman who anchored his whole seminar way back in the mid-80s on that book. So uh, you and I have uh, some history on that together. Sure. And, and, and Ken, you probably uh, have had this experience as well. I mean, so many people in the personal development field or just develop, developing themselves personally always refer back to that book. If you mention Thinking Real Rich and a person goes, oh, yeah, I've, not only have I heard it, I've read it. And you can tell that usually what they say afterwards, it changed my life. Um, and it certainly did mine. Um, my dream going into high school, 
I always wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> I mean, that that was my goal in life, right? To become a rock star. Well, I put these methodologies into practice, and as a result, I started getting offers because I, I was never really the greatest guitar player or singer in the world, but I got offers from bands. And one of those offers was from a management company that had a band that was going on tour. And it, all of a sudden, I found myself on the road uh, touring all across Canada, you know, doing these these shows and stuff like that. Um, and along that journey... How old were you at that time? Um, Jeez, 19... I moved to Windsor 19 to 20 years old. So, yeah, it was around 1980, 1981. Um and I, and I was, like I said, I was on the road and I was living the dream and the dream came true uh, that I put out to the universe um, and, and I was, you know, living the rock star lifestyle. Well, along that journey, obviously I was reading music magazines. One of them was Rolling Stone. And in the back of the Rolling Stone magazine, there was a classified section and I found this ad that said, double your income guaranteed through the power of hypnosis. Now, from reading these books, I'd heard the term hypnosis, but didn't understand that process either. But I thought, what the heck? I sent away 15 bucks. I got a cassette tape back, because this is how long ago, and your listeners can, you yeah. know, the millennials out there can Google this. Like, what's a cassette? Um, and all the instructions said was, play this cassette every night when you go to bed. So that's what I did. And within two weeks, I had doubled my income. I got this other opportunity that came in that was exactly double of what I was currently making. And I was, from that point, I was like, man, I got to really find out about this hypnosis stuff. Um, so I started studying hypnosis. I bought tons of audio hypnosis programming uh, programs. And I still use them to this day. I, I mean, I even developed my own line. Um, and, and it just... Turned out, I mean, I based my whole life on really how the power of the mind works, and I've been a student of it ever since. Um, well, now, uh, what was on that cassette? Uh, well, that was it was a program called Increase Your Income by Barry Konikov, and uh, I've since taken that program and then refined it and created my own program that you can find on mindpowerprograms.com um, that even takes it steps further because what I use is binaural beats uh, that really put you into the hypnotic trance state um, and, and even better suggestions on uh, basically opening up your mind to seeing the opportunities that are out there uh, to increase your income. Um, and we can dive into, I mean, how all that works in our conversation, but just to kind of wrap up my journey to where I am today, um, I we got right to the point of uh, 1989, I was in a band called The Fashion, and uh, we'd become like a very, very hot group in the southern Ontario area, so much so that uh, Warner Brothers Reprise Records uh, put this battle of the bands together that we actually won. They gave us a small kind of like a demo recording contract. Uh, sent us into the studio, we recorded some songs, got everything done, handed in the masters, and then Nirvana hit, <laughs> grunge music hit. And basically it was like, well, this stuff is really good, but we can't use it, we're not interested. <laughs> because it went from hair metal to grunge and, and the whole industry shifted. Um, so basically everything that I had worked for, for geez, a good 10, 15 years, just went right out the window. And I thought, well, okay, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, number one, I'm an entertainer. 
I want to stay in the entertainment game. What's what's working? And I realized the DJs were the ones making all the money. So I formed a DJ company, uh, built that up to be in one of the top five in Southern Ontario, um, and and basically built that business up until I sold it in 2012. Um, just because I was just sick of the <laughs> sick of DJing weddings. Um, but once again, backtracking a little bit from there, around 2009, I realized that this wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. Um, by this time, I'd become completely debt-free. I had the opportunities to travel. I wasn't tied down to anybody or anywhere. Um, and, and I was like, okay, I put it back out to the universe. I want to be an entertainer. I want to be on stage. I want to tour the country again, and I want somebody else to pay for it. And I just put it out to the universe and that really tested my faith in, say, the law of attraction, the law of the power of the mind, because normally I had gotten so good at just putting things out there and they manifested that usually I knew, well, okay, I'm going to get my answer in anywhere from two days to two weeks. Well, this took almost about a year and a half. And then finally, one day I was, I was cruising the internet and there was this uh, Google ad how to become a stage hypnotist. And finally, it was like, there's my answer. I'd seen hypnotist shows before. I understood the process of hypnosis. And I knew these guys toured all across North America and made great money doing these shows. I flew out to Vegas. I got trained by the biggest guys in the industry. And, and I've been a professional stage hypnotist ever since. So when did you go out and do that program? Uh, that was uh, March of 2010 is when I flew out to Vegas uh, for training. Now this training was not how to be a stage hypnotist. This was training on how to build a stage hypnosis business. Um, up until that point, I had never hypnotized anybody else other than myself. Um, I had never done a show. And by the time I hit Vegas, I already had 12 shows booked, even though I had never done one. <laughs> um, and, about and faith in your ability to learn quickly. Yes, yes, exactly. And and here's here's something really cool, Ken, that that your listeners really need to understand is that when you put blind faith into something and you just go for it, and and it's it's crazy how the things that will show up to help you along with that mission and that vision. Because I thought, okay, I'm going to fly out to Vegas to be trained by the biggest guy on how to build a stage hypnosis business, but I still don't know how to do a stage hypnosis show. So I thought, okay, well, I need to learn that part of the process. So I went online again, started just Google searching stage hypnotist, and I came across this guy that, that his videos were just absolutely amazing. He was walking out on stage, and, and uh, you obviously are, are knowledgeable about the Calgary Stampede. Well, this guy was walking out, doing shows at the Calgary Stampede, and Red River Days in, uh, 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 geez, not Edmonton. What's what's the city between Edmonton and Calgary? Red Deer. Red Deer, yes. Um, and and I was watching these videos, and he had 20, 30 people walking up on stage. They'd walk right up to him. He'd look him straight in the eye and just drop him on the floor. And I was like, wow, this guy's absolutely amazing. I have to know. I have to meet this guy. So I went to his website, and I contacted him. There was a phone number there. I phoned him up, and I said, listen. I said, I want to learn what you do, right? And he said, 
okay, well, where are you located? And I said, Windsor, Ontario. He said, oh, great, I'm right around the corner. And I said, well, your website says Calgary. <laughs> he said, yeah, but I moved from there. I live in LaSalle, Ontario, and LaSalle, Ontario is like five minutes from my house. I said, when wow. did you move here? He said, November of 2009, which is right around the, I, the time that I put it out to the universe. It's like, I need to do something different with my life. <laughs> and, and he became my mentor. Uh, 20 minutes after that phone call, I was sitting in a Tim Hortons with him um, having coffee. And he, was, he took me under his wing and taught me everything I know about how to produce a stage hypnotist show. So, I mean, that's really once you understand how powerful the mind is, just amazing and magical things will happen. Mm. Well, all of it, everybody is using, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% in agreement with all the things taught in The Secret, but we know that um, yep. the, we are all attracting something. <laughs> if people are using it if they want to or not, right? To, to, yes. So yep. the, the reality is why wouldn't we want it to be positive? Now, you know, in your uh, sort of bio that you gave us, Mm -hmm. You said there's the number one word you must eliminate to become successful. What is that word? The number one, geez, yeah, <laughs> I sent that to you. The, um, there is so many different words, but probably the number one word is uh, can't. Because when when people get a goal and then they actually look at the process it takes to achieve the goal, in a conscious state, they they tend to go. Ah, I don't know if it can be done. Maybe it can't be done, right? And and as soon as you allow that word into your subconscious mind, you've already eliminated the whole process of of going after it. Mm. So you you've hindered sort of the creative side of your brain to be able to come exactly solution with your issue. Yep. So okay. Well, I actually want to dive in a little bit if we can, Jimmy, because I haven't had somebody that does this for a living on the show before. And, and I'm hoping that the listeners, really as an advocate on their behalf, are somewhat curious about how this works. So I've been to shows, and I've okay. seen it done. Mm -hmm. How is it you get total strangers to go on stage and get into this hypnotic state? How does that actually well, work? Yes, and, and, and this is something that comes up every time, especially when I'm dealing with corporate clients who, who want to bring me in uh, to do either an entertainment presentation or even talk to their sales teams about the power of the mind. Um, mostly, though, it's when they want to bring me in for an entertainment presentation. Um, the first question they always go is that, I don't think we're going to get any volunteers. And I said, well, you know what, that, that's a great question to start off with, but I guarantee we'll always get volunteers, and here's why. People are naturally curious about the power of the mind. Um, and if you have a, a, a group of, say, 50 to 100 people, there's going to be at least 10 to 20 people that are curious enough to go, what the heck? I, I want to see if this is going to actually work. Now, the process of getting 20 people on stage by the time I actually show up for a presentation 
starts way before I ever step on stage. Um, I talk with my clients and I say, listen, here's promotional material that I want you to send out to everybody to get them actually thinking about the possibility of actually volunteering. Um, and what happens is that it's almost like karaoke night. If your friends go, hey, let's go do karaoke and everybody goes, oh, that's, that's silly, that's dumb, right? And usually those are the people that you can't get off the microphone at midnight because <laughs> mm. the ones that complain about it the most are usually the ones that uh, are the ones most willing and, and, and more susceptible to actually getting involved with the whole process. Um, I have people all the time when they even come up on stage, they'll look at me right in the eye and they go, you can't hypnotize me. Nobody's ever been able to hypnotize me, blah, blah, blah. And, and usually they're the ones that go the deepest and, and become the stars of the show. Uh, why that is, I have no idea, but um, the whole process of getting people interested in coming on stage and being hypnotized by a complete stranger always starts at the beginning. I always tell my corporate clients especially to put the word out there two or three weeks before the actual event, get them people talking, get them over that initial fear of I'm not going to do it. And then what happens is that they'll start talking amongst themselves and, you know, at the water cooler or over lunch, it's like, okay, I'll do it if you do it. And then by the time the event actually happens, they're walking in the door. I'm already set up. They see the stage. They see the chairs. They see the banners. Um, and, and they're already picking out the chair that they're going to sit in before I even call them up to the stage. Cool. So there's, there's a whole psychological process that goes into building up the, that momentum um, before I finally do, you know, open the stage up and say, come on up and, and let's have some fun. For sure. So now that I've got you prepped and you're open to it, how yes. does this actually occur where total strangers will go deep under? Sure. Um, with the process of hypnosis, um, there's what's called natural sonambulist. Now, a natural sonambulist is somebody that will go into deep hypnosis even if you're basically saying, close your eyes, take a nice deep breath in and start reading the phone book to them. <laughs> it's it, just because they are so just naturally adept at going into the state of hypnosis and they don't even know that they are. They just naturally mm -hmm. do. Um, but a natural somnambulist is usually one in four people or one in five people. That's why I always uh, have 20 chairs set up on a stage because with 20 chairs, I know I've got a shot at at least getting four to five natural somnambulists on stage and the rest I might have two or three that that will go into the state of hypnosis too um, and pretty much with any stage show um, I, I usually whittle it down to the best eight or ten uh, subjects and if it's a tough crowd you know maybe I've only got two or three and th and that happens too um, but normally in any stage show where I get a group of 20, I end up with at least five, six, seven great volunteers who go into hypnosis and experience the hypnosis phenomena that, uh, of the suggestions that I give them. Um, so once again, I mean, it, it's, it's basically a crapshoot every night that I do these things. Uh, people always ask me, what's the show going to be like? And I go, I have no idea. I don't know any of these people and I don't know who I'm going to be dealing with until I get them on stage. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, the, the process is the same as your subjects are uh, unique and that's something that's unpredictable even for themselves. Even if somebody wants to go under, some of them don't, do they? Yes. And, and here's something that's always fascinated me. I make it a point of 
talking to the people that don't go into hypnosis and I make a point of talking to them after the show because I'm always curious to to say, okay, listen, you, you willingly came up on stage, you willingly sat in the chair, you willingly closed your eyes, then what happened internally? And nine times out of ten, uh, Ken, I, I get this response. I wanted it to happen so bad that I was, I was thinking about everything that you suggested. And I thought, ah, there's the key. You were consciously thinking of the process. Therefore, you weren't shutting, allowing your conscious mind to shut off. Mm. And once your conscious mind does shut off, that is the state of hypnosis. It happens every single night any of us go to sleep at night. Right now, we are in the beta stages of consciousness. We're consciously aware of what's going on. Uh, the listeners are consciously aware that they're actually listening to this uh, program. Um, but once you start allowing the conscious mind to shut off, you're now entering the state of alpha. And if you go deep enough, then you will go into theta. And then it, once you actually fall deep into sleep, it's delta. So anytime you go to sleep at night, you're automatically going into the states of hypnosis. Um, the people that are on stage that don't go into states of hypnosis are consciously aware of everything that's going on and they're consciously trying to make themselves go into hypnosis. That's why it doesn't work. Mm. So it's really not, it doesn't work when it's forced. Now, when people are in hypnosis, and I want to get into the benefits for the listeners real quickly here. Sure, yes. Is, are, are, they, are they aware of what's being done to them? Here's, here's the, the really fascinating thing uh, about the states of hypnosis. Now, if you're in the alpha state, anybody that's driving goes into the alpha state which in within five or ten minutes of driving people are it's such a habit uh that it is basically called cruise control right or highway hypnosis um it's it's an automatic habit to know what to do while you're driving even though your mind all of a sudden you're on vacation or 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 you're thinking about you know your your upcoming work meeting or uh dealing with a, a personal issue at home or whatever um you, once you're in that state, uh, and even if you go into the theta state, and the, uh, you're, you're open to suggestions, but if those suggestions go against uh, something that, that maybe you're morally against or, or personally against or whatever, you will not follow along with that suggestion. As a matter of fact, uh, that suggestion, if, if you don't want to go along with it or it goes against your morals or your values, will probably pop you out of the hypnotic trance state very, very quickly. Mm. Um, uh, case in point, actually two cases in point, um, I did a show one time where this woman was hopping around like a kangaroo. She was answering her shoe <laughs> phone, uh, you know, um, doing all sorts of, her belly button went missing, all sorts of phenomena. And she, she totally believed everything like of those three things happening and, and experienced that hypnotic phenomena. But then I told the whole group, I said, listen, I said, for $10,000, we're going to do a dance contest. The winner with the, the best dance moves is going to win $10,000 on the count of three, one, two, three, boom. Uh, the music started, everybody jumped up and started showing off their best dance moves, except for her. She just sat in the chair. 
And so everybody else is dancing. I went over to her and I said, listen, I said, start dancing. You're, you could win $10,000. She said, I don't like to dance. I said, are you sure? She said, I do not like to dance. I've never danced. I don't like dancing. And I said, okay, sleep. And she went right back to back into the hypnotic trance state. And then for the rest of the show, kept answering her shoe phone and, and still believing her belly button was missing. But she did not want to dance. She did not like dancing. Therefore, even though she stayed in the hypnotic trance state, she just would not dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a video on YouTube uh, of a woman that I, I said, okay, on the count of three, you're going to not remember your name. One, two, three, boom. What's your name? And she could not remember her name. And I said, oh, wait a minute. One, two, three, your name is Bob. Boom. And I said, what's your name? And she looked at me, she like with the strangest look, and I said, what's your name? She goes, I have no idea. I said, well, from what I heard, it's Bob. She goes, it's not Bob. <laughs> she just refused to acknowledge that her name was Bob. Even though she could not remember her real name, she would not buy into the concept that her name was Bob either. Mm. Oh, good. Now, uh, when we think about all this uh, work, Jimmy, how does this help the listeners? How does hypnosis, or as you covered in your book around visualization, how can we use this concepts and what you're doing there to improve our lives? That's a great question. Um, the big thing that I write about in Master Your Matrix, which is the book that you just mentioned, um, is is the fact that you're it really explains the power of the three minds. Now, a lot of people have heard of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. We also have a super conscious mind, which is actually our soul, uh, our, our deep meaning for why we're actually here and why we exist. We don't need to get into that right now because the, for, for the listeners that do want to use uh, hypnosis, visualization, everything basically is hypnosis. When you're programming your mind, basically you're hypnotizing yourself. Um, which I also explained in the book as well. Uh, but to understand how the conscious and the subconscious work, um, a lot of my colleagues in the hypnosis field will always uh, argue or, or tout that the subconscious mind is the most powerful mind. And, and I, dis- I disagree with that. Um, I firmly believe that the most powerful mind is the conscious mind because the conscious mind is, is what either lets in suggestions to the subconscious mind or refutes them. Um, the subconscious mind is basically like a computer hard drive. It, it will um, actually store suggestions and once you've basically stored a suggestion and you believe that that, sub, that suggestion on a subconscious level is correct, then you will start acting upon it. Um, and that's why a lot of hypnosis or hypnotists and hypnotherapists always say that the subconscious mind is the most powerful. Um, because once you're starting to basically operate on autopilot, which most of society does, you're just operating on those suggestions that you've allowed into your subconscious mind that have taken root. And then now you're just operating on whatever those uh, belief systems are. Um, and if you're not using the conscious mind to go, wait a minute, that does not make sense. It's like if I want to lose weight, but every time I'm stressed out, I go to the fridge and eat another piece of chocolate cake. If you're doing that on a subconscious level, the cake is already in your mouth and swallowed before you consciously go in, well, maybe that was a bad idea. If you're op- operating on a conscious state, you're going to the fridge, opening the door, seeing the chocolate cake and going, you know, if I eat that, I'm not going to lose any weight. So maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. 
So there is, therein lies the difference of how you can utilize the conscious mind to program the subconscious mind in a powerful way. And, and you can do this both positively as well as negatively. Um, if, if you're just going, oh, I'm stressed out and I just deserve a treat, and you eat that piece of chocolate cake, well, you're programming your subconscious mind every time I'm stressed out, I'm going to eat chocolate cake, as opposed to consciously going, you know what, every time I'm stressed out, I'm going to put my workout uh, suit on and I'm going to go out and I'm going to power walk for 20 minutes. There's a conscious decision that will also program your subconscious mind that every time you're stressed, you're going to take a positive action instead of a, a negative action. And now, there, I'm, in, I'm going to... I really agree with you both and not to be contradictory with mm -hmm. you really talking about the conscious mind being the gatekeeper. Yes. And a lot of times people don't know what their subconscious mind really is anchored in or around. They just, it's sort of the sin of omission, if you may. So that being said, you know, we, we all have, we've all been or learned about these sort of subconscious um, beliefs, if you, if you may, Mm -hmm. that are hindering our success. So is there any way that you can teach the audience right now, today, uh, how I might discover what those beliefs might be and then how I might shift them? So sure. I know we've talked about, you know, maybe I want to, you talked about earning more money or finding business opportunities or my health, which I suspect some listeners want to improve that. So if we think about success in life or money or health, how might I address that? First of all, find out what I believe and then how do I shift it or confirm that it's what I want it to be? Sure, yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, the first thing that I would suggest to the listeners is that, number one, you need to set goals. You need to find out, okay, what is working in my life, what is not working in my life, and where do I want to go from where I'm at? Now, a lot of practitioners, uh, personal development coaches and the gurus out there and all that sort of stuff, they, they use the word change. And this gets back to something that you asked me as well earlier. Like what's, what's the one word that will sabotage any personal development? And that's buying into the word change. Um, I firmly believe, and, and it's been proven too, that the subconscious mind resists change. The reason why is that the subconscious mind is lazy and once you've programmed it to uh, operate in a, on a, in a certain way, it goes, well, listen, you've already taught me this way once. I don't want to change <laughs> I, because it just it's too much work. So my suggestion is, first of all, abandon the word change, eliminate that from your vocabulary, and adopt the word transformation. Because all of us are already good. And if there's things that we want to improve in our life, then why not say, okay, I'm already at this level and I'm already worthy. I'm already a good person. Um, why don't we transform from where we are to where we want to be? We don't need to change. Simply adopting the word transformation or transform is so much easier on the soul. It's so much easier on the mind. It's so much easier mentally to accept as opposed to change as soon as you tell anybody or suggest to anybody that they should change their behavior there's resistance automatically so that would be the first thing that i would i would suggest to the listeners is to uh, adopt the word transformation as opposed to change the second thing is is that once you have a goal on where you want to go write it down the physical 
action of writing something, a thought, and putting it down on a piece of paper is it transforms a thought into a thing. If you keep a thought just in your mind, it will dissipate. But if you write that thought down, now it's there. Now it's an actual physical presence in the world, in the universe. And then now you can concentrate on that goal and start to visualize that in your mind. The third thing is, is that instead of saying, I want to lose weight, I want to make more money, you use the two most powerful words, and that's I am. I am making more money. I am losing weight now. Once you use those two words, I am, you've totally transformed that that wish into not only a command, but an actual reality that is already happening as opposed to a wish that basically is somewhere off in the future that you may never get to. Does that make sense? Well, it was interesting because um, I do have a friend who teaches the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when he was on the show a couple of years ago, he was just talking about a lot of times we focus on what we don't want. So in other words, I would say I need to lose 10 pounds. And that, yep. that, is re that framing is not as positive or destructive compared to I am moving towards 172 pounds or whatever it is. Right. That's, that's sort of what you're saying then. And, and, and I loved how you phrased that, Ken, because when you say, I need to lose 10 pounds, you are telling your subconscious mind that I'm not good where I'm at and I need to change, as opposed to I am moving towards 172 pounds, right? That's a transformation from where you are to where you want to go. That's a positive movement in a right direction as opposed to I need to lose 10 pounds. Well, number one, no one wants to lose anything. I mean, when you say to yourself, you want to lose something, no one wants to lose anything. We want to mm -hmm. gain something, right? Mm -hmm. So gaining that I am, I am going to be so much more healthy when I'm down to 172 pounds subconsciously goes, your subconscious mind will buy into that as opposed to you need to change because you're not, you know, you're not good enough right now. Um, when I'm working personally with, with well, either groups or one-on-one, or -on -one, you can see the transformation. Once they, once they transform the language that they use towards themselves and with themselves, everything changes. Every, everything transforms. Everything transforms. Now, when, and we only have a few minutes left, if you can believe it already, Jimmy. So we'll, mm -hmm. we'll move pretty quick. And that's Jimmy G for everybody that's uh, listening. Uh, most of us don't wake up in the morning, at least maybe maybe I'm making some assumptions here, just saying, you know what, I just want to be broke, feel down, feel stressed today. So if I want to kind of adjust my success in life beyond what you've already taught us, where do we take this conscious visualization concept to the next level as it links to, you know, the work that you do? Sure. Here's probably the simplest uh, suggestion and advice I could give any of the listeners is that every night when you go to sleep at night, number one, just pick one goal, whatever that goal is, start very simple. Um, but as I explained earlier, that we go into the hypnotic trance state every single night when we go to sleep. Okay. So when you lay down your head on the pillow, whatever that goal is, you start just repeating to yourself and visualizing whatever that goal is, stating in the I am phrase, 
I am now 172 pounds, if, if that's the goal. I am now uh, making an extra $200 a week, whatever the goal is. Um, and you just repeat that to yourself and you just see that actually happening. Now, you don't ever want to try and force the how it, it's going to happen. You leave that up to the universe. You simply say, I am now making $200 more a week. I am now making you know, $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month or whatever that goal is. And then you just let the universe and the subconscious mind do its job. Don't worry about the how. Don't worry about the why. Don't worry about the when. Um, you can put a date on it. Some, some gurus and personal self-development coaches say you should date it as well. Um, I kind of like to leave that up to the universe because I, I have learned over my experiences that the universe works in strange ways and, and sometimes it needs to take care of certain things first before it can take care of the, the final request. Um, but the thing to remember is, is that once you've done that uh, statement as you go to sleep at night, when you're waking up in the morning and you're in that hazy daisy dream state, well, guess what? That is the hypnosis state again. So you want to refresh and restate that goal again and then go about your day. And the, the final piece of that puzzle is pay attention to the things that show up. They could be the most minute little uh, clues or hints or directions or somebody saying, uh, you know, yeah, I heard this uh, new place was hiring, you know, and, and they might e not even be saying that you should apply there, but oh yeah, I heard this new place is, is hiring managers or whatever. And they just say it nonchalantly. Well, that was a clue that maybe you should look into it. Like if you, if you're looking to make more money, the old statement, um, and Jimmy, you know, this metaphor, you buy a new car, or you get a different car, doesn't matter what it is. Or even if you're thinking about getting the new car. <laughs> and you notice that car on the street everywhere. And, and you've never seen it before until you started thinking about it, and all of exactly. a sudden you saw so seven in that, a day. It's, a, it's that yep. top of mind. <laughs> now, you know, our time's almost up, but I want to make sure that people know about how to get a hold of you and also your book. So share what's the best way to find out about you and also the name of your book and where they can get it. Yes, Perfect. Um, the name of the book is Master Your Matrix. It's on Amazon. You can order the digital copy or the uh, paperback copy. Um, definitely, it's, it's a great read, uh, and it really explains the concept of how the mind works and how powerful that six inches of real estate between your ears <laughs> truly is. Um, so Master Your Matrix is on Amazon. Um, it, my mindpowerprograms.com website has a number of guided meditation self-hypnosis programs that you can download um, from anywhere from 20 bucks to 30 bucks. Canadian, by the way, so uh, for all the American listeners out there, you're getting a 30% discount. Um, and mindpowerprograms.com, there's a number of uh, programs there. And how to get a hold of me, the best way is through mindpowerpresentations.com. Uh, that's my main website and all my links to Mind Power Programs, Hypnotist, Jimmy G, um, you know, all the uh, sub websites that I have are all linked there. So um, we'll definitely, make sure, uh, Jimmy, they're all in the show notes. So if somebody's driving sure. right now and you yep. don't remember all of the exact spelling, we'll make sure that you can just check it on the show notes on whatever platform you're listing on. So that'd that be fantastic. MindPowerPresentations.com. 
So, Jimmy, you know, thanks for being with us. Boy, the time's already gone, and, and obviously we'd like to spend more, but we want to honor our listeners for today. If you were to uh, wrap up with a couple of tidbits of wisdom beyond what you've already shared so that people can take their life to the next level, what would that be for them today? Probably the biggest thing is, is to uh, have faith and belief. Because faith and belief in your goals will lead to programming your subconscious mind to start making the right decisions for you to take the right actions upon. And here's, here's something probably that I'd love to leave your listeners with, is that whatever your goals are, and those little hints, those little clues, those opportunities show up, you must, you must, you must take advantage of them and go after them and pursue them. Because here's what happens. If you are putting out to the universe that you want this, these are your goals, you're doing your I am statements and all that stuff, and then the opportunities actually show up and you don't, don't take action upon it, you're basically telling the universe as well as yourself, is that you're not serious. And then those opportunities will simply disappear. Um, and I think this is probably the biggest reason why people that, you know, you, you mentioned the secret earlier, and I totally agree with you, is that it basically said, well, just think a thought, and it'll automatically appear. Well, it doesn't really work that way. What the law of attraction basically states is that when you think a thought, that, like the new car example that you brought up, that new car might show up seven times a day in your life, but that doesn't mean you have it. It's in your life, but you don't have it. The law of creation states is that once you start taking advantage of those opportunities and you act upon the opportunities that come up, then that will be actually in your life as opposed to just seeing it in everybody else's life. Well, uh, on that note, Jimmy, uh, and of course we could probably go on, thank you very much for being a guest with us today. Ken, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'd love to be back on. Anytime that uh, you'd love to have me back on, I'd be right here for you. Well, we appreciate it. Stay on the line there, Jimmy. So listeners, uh, let's think about transformation and not change. Let's visualize what we want. And as Jimmy has said, you know, think about one goal in the evening before you go to bed and then reiterate that or refresh that when you wake up and just focus on that and just kind of be in that space and allow yourself to say what do you want to move towards versus away you know I make that mistake too where I say listen I need to lose 10 pounds I even said that after Christmas this year so I'm <laughs> guilty as charged but it's really what do you want to move towards rather than sort of beating yourselves up as always thank you for uh, providing us with your most precious commodity that's your time if you like what we're doing just share it pass it on let other people know on whatever platform you're listening to I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keith. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.